Nathan, thanks for joining us. How you doing? It has been a while. It has sure. been a while. Last time we caught up was at the start of the first lockdown, and you you allowed me to grace you with uh, my presence on your podcast. <laughs> and I've been ever grateful ever since. Oh, it was it was good fun. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, that was a really good interview. Well, yeah, obviously, of course, of course. Um, so good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the sixth episode of The Six Sessions, and first of the brand new hassle-free year. I'm still hanging on to that. I'm, I'm sure things will level out at some point. Um, each week, I've been lucky enough to chat to somebody in the growth space across marketing, sales, and customer experience. I'm kind of hoping that hanging out with interesting people will rub off on me, making me smarter by default. These are designed to be short and sweet but hopefully full of insight. So hopefully you will learn something out of this. Nathan's a great guy. You will learn something from him. Um, and they're definitely unfiltered. So it'll make it fun, but you may hear a few shits and fox. <laughs> My guest today is focused on helping businesses launch and run successful podcasts as part of their new business strategy. His niche is owner-managed agencies. He's been in sales and new business for agencies for over 10 years and has helped agencies generate several million pounds of uh, new business revenue. Nathan runs a successful podcast called Agency Deal Masters. Definitely check it out if you've not seen it, where he interviews world-class agency owners. I'm not quite sure how I made the cut on that. Thanks anyway. <laughs> Authors and marketers to find out how they grow and deliver exceptional results for their clients. Whether you run an agency or not, if you're looking at ways to ramp up new business in 2021, you can learn a lot from Nathan. So check out his stuff, check out the podcast, and definitely follow him on social. So with all that in mind, I'm excited to welcome Nathan on. Nathan, welcome. Thank how, you very how much. That for every, every week, I'm trying to make the intros more and more gushing, because at some point, I'm hoping somebody's going to either blush or cry. <laughs> uh, well, the blushing won't really work for me with my dark complexion, but 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 the crying, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a great intro. Uh, I hope I can live up to the billing. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Otherwise, it's gonna be egg on my face. So, first up, how was how was twenty twenty for you? Are you allowed to swear on your show? I think you did. Uh, oh, yeah. So Friday afternoon. Yeah. Look, I'm not talking about 2020. 2020 didn't really happen for me. I'm just, <laughs> it, was 20, it was 2019 and then 2021, which is where we are now. Um, no, look, you know, it was, it's been challenging for all of us. But like, weirdly enough, we've actually grown a lot during, over the year, over the last six months specifically. We focused on a, on a niche, which is helping agencies produce these amazing shows and, and podcasts because we're all in a lockdown now. So we're consuming a lot more content online and through uh, digital means. So yeah, that's that's really been been great for us. And I've just learned a lot and grown a lot and met a lot of amazing, interesting people, getting Zoom, Zoom fatigue and Teams fatigue, but um, you know, we're still here. How, um, so like that growth, did you find, and I'm totally going off script from the questions I promised you I was going to ask, but we'll, we'll get back to those. Did that, that growth, do you reckon that's come from like a, like a quasi pivot because you didn't, you didn't start out doing podcasts. Like when you and I first spoke like years back now, that wasn't your main gig. It was kind of like part of the mix. So have you found like the 2020 growth has come from like a, a reshaping or a shift or is it just kind of happened yeah that's right so in the beginning of 2020 <laughs> the beginning of 2020 we were planning a really big agency event actually the biggest agency event that's ever been run in the uk it was going to be 500 people in the middle of birmingham going to have all these amazing speakers right in the center of town you know basically this huge earth-shattering physical event and then we figured out in february that, that wasn't gonna 
happen. So we had to change all of our plans because a lot of what we did was sort of physical in-person events and creating content in person. So uh, we changed that to uh, focusing down on audio content uh, and visual content. And um, I'm glad that we did because, you know, it's put us in a really good position where we are right now. And, and you know, at the same time, we kind of just, because we had a lot more time on our hands, we were able to just produce a, a ton of content. And I think it's that content and those relationships that we've built through the content and, and speaking to amazing people that are now, that's now starting to pay off and it's starting to come back to us. So yeah, um, content marketing works, guys. <laughs> it's a thing. So, so it's like top level, bullet points, what does your business do? We help marketing agencies produce and run their own shows, their own podcast shows. Why agencies? Because, I mean, ag agencies question. are like hit and miss and we can be a pain in the ass to work with. You can be a pain in the ass, right? I'm glad that you said it. Um, why agencies? Because I guess that's that's my space. That's, that's, the, that's the world that I know. I know um, the challenges of running an agency because I started an unsuccessful agency myself, which we'll maybe get into a little bit later. Um, and I know the pain of the failure of that, but I've also worked in agencies, um, in new business roles for many, many years. Um, I've got a large network and, um, you know, I know a lot of agency owners and I know the, the challenges that they have growing successful agency businesses. Um, and it kind of just made sense to kind of start, start there. God knows where we'll, where we'll end, but that's a really good jumping off point. What's what's your role like? What does your day to day look like? What does my day to day look like? Um, doing a lot of this stuff. So doing so, you know, I produce a lot of um, I produce a lot of content, um, both for agency deal masters and for our clients. So I'm interviewing a lot. I'm writing questions. I am finding amazing guests. I'm hiring people. We're going on a, a, a you know we've gone on a growth spurt ourselves. So. Uh, audio engineers and designers and writers and um, all those amazing people that kind of make the engine work. Um, so yeah, I've got very little time for myself right now. Reading a lot as well, um, just a whole lot of growth. So and so, I get this right. You you actually will almost like podcast in a box for an agency. So you will help them define what their podcast should look like, and then you will help them run that podcast. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So come up with a visual identity, come up with the theme of the show, come up with, you know, who are the people that they really want to be speaking to, both to develop relationships with existing clients and develop relationships with new prospects as well. It's a great way of just getting in front of people in a very untraditional way. You know, not many people do it, but it's a great way of building relationships. So you come up with the style and the theme of the show and you come up with the regularity and sort of, you know, what it looks and sounds like. And then, you know, we, we have a, a whole team of people who are excellent uh, hosts of show. I can't be on every one show, um, but there are a lot of journalists that we have that, again, are looking for kind of career pivots at the moment, um, who are excellent hosts. They're, they're really good at researching people. They're really good at, um, you know, finding nuggets of information. They're really good at articulating themselves and asking questions. Uh, so we have hosts. Um, who are able to kind of pull together and, and run a show, which enables the agency to kind of be become famous in our in our you know vernacular, right? Agencies need to become famous, and when you're famous, you're more likely to be invited to pitches, and clients respond to your content, and they're more likely to pick up your 
phone call, but it comes from creating really high quality, consistent content and thought leadership that is relevant that, and fun. That's quite unique because mm. I mean, there's, there's other businesses out there who will like help with podcasts, but it's normally like editing and maybe some research and scripting. There's very rare that they will help with like the hosting and kind of that side of things. Mm. How do you, so agencies, like typically speaking, we agencies will have a, well, roughly speaking, a niche, right? So I, I focus on B2B tech and SaaS primarily, like we have some outliers. There's other people who focus like just straight out manufacturing, et cetera, et cetera. But we typically pitch in a very similar way and we kind of change things around in our experiences differently. How do you work with different agencies and then define their distinct, like the style and and kind of build that out within the agency? Is it is it based on their clients or do you base it on internally focusing so like do you base it on like the personalities of the people in the business or or like the persona of the business or do you yeah. know actually here is your your target market so we're going to build this around them like how do you approach that with so many agencies well that's it i mean generally agencies the good agencies anyway like yourselves have a really quite defined niche and audience that they want to go after anyway so whether that is manufacturing or b2b SaaS or financial services you know that they sort of naturally uh, sort of move towards a, a niche anyway. And then even within that niche, there are so many podcasts out there, right? There's, there are m millions, tens of thousands. So then how do you create that kind of greenfield site? How do you create a, a show that really stands on its own two feet and that is different to the other yeah. tens of thousands of, of podcasts out there? Um, and that really c comes out of, as you said before, like who are who are the people behind the agency? What are they about? What's their background and their history? What's the personality of the agency? Um, and how do we create, how do we create, stand on a niche, whether that is financial services or a particular angle in financial services, maybe it might be an insurance or insure tech or, um, you know, high um, or, or sort of high production value manufacturing. You know, there are so many niches within niches that all the major kind of functions have been taken within within podcasting, uh, marketing, business, finance, but then within those niches, within those segments, there are so many micro niches that are yet to be owned. And that's the opportunity for not only agencies, but for any business that wants to kind of get into podcasting. So why, like the overarching question I'm gonna ask is like, why, why would an agency do a podcast? Like what's the point? But like digging into that, how how does an agency turn chatting like a, a, a an interview podcast series? How do they turn that into new business? Like, what is the mechanism from going from broadcasting what is effectively a digital radio show mm. into bringing pounds back into the agency? Mm. Well, in, in a couple of ways actually. So the first one is that you're you're building if you do it if you do it well, you build relationships with existing clients. It's so much. It's so hard. I, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example of a of a client that we're working with at the moment. They're a, they're B two B large B two B tech agency in 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 Leeds, and they work with clients, multi billion pound organizations. But they tend to only work with a particular department or function within this organization. The organization is huge, right? So how then how do you go from a specific department within a you know specific function of a multi billion pound organization to being to working with the rest of, of of the organization and that comes from developing relationships with your existing clients and then getting them them to refer you to other people within the business to who could be on the show um who could kind of you know uh 
be, be guests on on other um, on other shows that are that are part of the podcast. So the first part is really looking at who are your existing customers. That's your lower hanging fruit. How do you invite them on the show, build a relationship with them, and then get them to refer you to other people within their business? But also then, if you're looking at new business, are there, you know, who 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 would you ideally love to have as a as a as as a as a guest on the show, or who would you ideally love to have as a client? And one of the best ways—it's a huge differentiator. Rather than emailing someone or calling them or cold calling them, ask them to be on your show. It's a it's a very different sort of approach. Most people don't do it, and people love to be asked about their expertise and their history and what they've done. Um, so it's a, it's a really different way to kind of approach people that you really love to work with in a way that is non-salesy, non-confrontational, but that adds a lot of value to them because it builds their own personal brand and their own personal profile. Um, and and a lot of these people, you know, they've had successful careers. They want to talk about it. So give them the platform to do that. Um, it, but in addition to that as well, it's not just about having the podcast. It's like, what can you do with that content once you have it? Um, how do you then repurpose that into webinars? You know, we, we ran one recently where, you know, we've done 20 or so episodes now, but we've got three of those, you know, three of the people that we had really good interviews with and we got them on a, on a, on a webinar to talk about the future of B2B sales, right? Um, so again, you're kind of repurposing the relationship and you're repurposing the content um, in, in different ways. So we turn that into a webinar and then we turn that into a quarterly report and that quarterly report can then be a, a biannual report or an annual report. So you need to think about using the content that you produce on the podcast in many different useful ways to um, generate leads and create that fame that we talk about. So like one of my favorite plays from an ABM perspective is if you've got an ABM target is inviting them onto a podcast, people love talking about what they do and how they do it. And it's a great way, like you're talking about to build a relationship. But what about when that target is an absolutely shit interviewee, but you don't necessarily know that until, so you, you risk damaging the podcast. Like how do you circumvent that? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Well, number one is that you need to have really good questions. I think, the preparation, there are so many podcasts that I listen to where I can just tell there's no preparation involved in this at all. They've just turned up, you know, hit record and, that, oh, you not be a dig at me. <laughs> this is very well prepared. You know who I am. You know my name. Uh, you had a whole intro, you know, prepared. So, so, but, but, but you know what I'm talking about. There are so many podcasts where you can tell that there's been no prep. And I think you need to, so we have a process where, you know, we do a pre-interview and we, through that process, we get to know them a little bit more and they get to know us and the sort of questions that we got. And then we, you know, we research them, we read their book if, if they have a book or, uh, you know, dig into what they've done in their history and background. You'd be surprised how few people do that. And then we write specific questions and we make sure that those questions are tailored to um, the things that they know most about themselves and their, and, and their career. Um, we also start the interview in a very, you know, traditional way by talking about uh, talking about them and their history and background to kind of get them warmed up, and that's what allows you to then kind of start to have, uh, you know, a, a, a better uh, sort of conversation. It doesn't work in every instance. I mean, there are some people who, for whatever reason, as soon as the lights turn on, they, they, you know, they they clam up. Um, 
But I guess that comes back to the skill of the host to be able to kind of settle them down, make sure that they're not nervous and kind of get out the bits of, of information that uh, turns the show into a pretty good, pretty good piece of content. So my, my plan is, so like we, I was just saying to you before we started, so we're about to launch our third podcast, uh, like, cause I, I believe in them and I love the content. And I love the different angles and it's different people doing them and it's a lot of fun. And that's for me, a big driver and a lot of fun. But the fourth one I want to launch is, but I can't do it until after the lockdowns have finally finished is I want to call it agency owner beers. So I'm going to get other agency owners. We're going to have a few drinks and then I'm going to ask them questions that they probably wouldn't answer when <laughs> they have a few drinks. Just to lose yeah, yeah. a little bit because agency owners are very good at like uh, rosy lighting everything. So. <laughs> Great idea. Send guests champagne <laughs> alcohol. So, okay. Okay, so where where you sit within like who you sell to and your agency experience, you've got like a lot of insight into what's happening in the agency landscape. What have you seen happening over the agency landscape over the last 12 months? Oh, God. Um, a lot. I mean, there are a lot of agencies who are... A lot of agencies that I've spoken to have actually done really well last year. It started off like a shit show, like, oh my God, really? What? The house is burning. And then, <laughs> the house is on fire. Someone get a water hose. But then towards the back end of, of last year, there are so many agency owners that I, I know that have just have had their best years ever. And I'm like, well, so how have you done that in, in the worst kind of downturn and recession? Um, and I think it's kind of testament to, to all of the work that they've done building their agencies for the many years before that, right? The, you know, the agents, you know, the client relationships that they've, that they've had, et cetera. But I think it's forced a lot of people to innovate and really focus on the most important things and and streamline their, you know, their businesses. And it's really forced them to really focus. Um, I think I think that's really helped. Um, also, I think clients are, have been, there's this camaraderie that's, that's kind of, brought clients and agencies together. I think clients are more in the mood to, to help a lot more. Um, I've seen that a lot more. Uh, although, you know, we are seeing clients that are sort of holding back on on, on spending as, as as well. So um, it, it has it has been a mixed bag. I, I guess we haven't heard so much from those agencies that have been struggling as much because those stories aren't as readily available. And I'm sure that, you know, there are many agencies like that too. Um, but I think it's just, you know, when your back's against the wall, you 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 figure out a way. You become really creative and innovative, um, and you create new products and new solutions. And you 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 speak to your customers more, and you're closer to them. And you 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 pick up the phone and have conversations, which is you know one of the things that many agency owners just didn't really do very much before. Um, so you know, I think you know that's something that I've seen a lot. Um, I've also seen as well, I mean, from my own point of view, the things that I'm really excited about right now in marketing are things like behavioral science, like the, the, the introduction of behavioral science into marketing uh, disciplines a lot more, like all the, all the stuff that Rory Sutherland talks about in terms of, you know, the, the stuff that doesn't really change with human beings, like the reason the, the we, we are the way we are, like deep, fundamental, psychological, uh, you know, things that are inbuilt within human beings. And those are the things that don't really change, you know, channels change, messaging changes, et cetera. But who we are and our deep-seated motivations, those things have, haven't changed. And if you read, you know, 
uh, Greek mythology, you'll see that it's the same stuff that has motivated us for thousands of years, right? Things don't change that much. So I think like my like my view on it is I think win or win or lose the common like whether or not an agency has been flying or struggling over the last 12 months the common denominator is like there is a lot of burnout particularly at like that owner managed level like the leadership levels because whether you're winning or losing I think everybody was moving at 100 mile an hour for a long period of time with no real respite so I think that's that's my main takeaway from a lot of um um like the agency owners that i speak to particularly like at the end of the last year i was just like done it was like i'm out i'm, I'm finished i'm having i'm having christmas and i'm, I'm not talking to anybody yeah. so so coming back to to you what got you into like the whole growth and marketing and sales scene <laughs> um so it was 2010 um i was young ish then and people sort of thought, assumed that because I was young, I knew about social media. <laughs> so, there were, so there were a few like local coffee shops and, and hotels and restaurants that were like, oh, you're young. You know how to do this Facebook thing. Can you help me out with Facebook? And I was like, really? People are willing to pay me to be on Facebook all day? Like, okay, sure. Um, so that's how it all started. Um, I had no idea what an agency was. I had no idea uh, what I was doing at all, but we just started managing social media accounts for local businesses. Um, and I, I, through that process, I, you know, I, I didn't know what I, what I should have been charging. I was overworking and not delivering very much, to be honest, and uh, had running the business into the ground. You know, me and my co-founder, we had no idea what we were doing and then some of the clients after a while of paying invoices were like well i see that a lot of conversations are happening here on on our facebook pages but what is it actually generating in terms of revenue and new customers and we were like um there are lots of likes yeah. <laughs> um and but that's what that's what then got me into hubspot because i was like there must be a way of measuring the stuff that you're doing online, there must be a way of sort of equating that into some sort of ROI. By the way, this is very new terminology to me. <laughs> At the time, I was just like, there must be a way of figuring out, right? You know, what you're doing online. And it just so happens that there was, there was this new company called HubSpot. They just launched, they just come to the UK. And, um, you know, they were like, well, this whole traffic thing of traffic leads and sales. And that got me fascinated into demand generation and content marketing and thought leadership and, Joined another agency, and then yeah, the rest is the rest is history. Nice. That startup failed, by the way. The first one, mate. We've all we've all got the closet. I've had failed startups. I think there were. That's where I've learned my best lessons. I think absolutely. The the battle scars help uh, help the the wins later down the line. That's right. So, what excites you most? <clears throat> sorry, what excites you most about marketing now? Hmm. I think the stuff I said about behavioral science right the stuff that doesn't change about human beings like there are all these new tools and uh, platforms and, and things that people are introducing um but i think you know take it back to basics like what do people want like what are our, what are our motivations why do people do what they do and those things haven't changed forever um you know there are a handful of motivations that human beings have and i think if you build your messaging and your marketing and your go-to-market around those things i don't think i don't think you'll go far wrong okay so how are you planning to grow in 2021 
Um, assuming assuming the world kind of uh, chills out a little bit. <laughs> um, just more more great content. I think um, I think content is is really the thing. You, you know, this whole idea of kind of scaling yourself. What you're doing right now is you're scaling yourself. You're creating content and information um, that goes out thousands you know, hopefully millions of times around around the world, right? You're you're creating many different avenues and ways for people to find you and discover you. Um, and I think if you can do that in, in in entertaining way, the trick is to do it in a way that is entertaining and educational and fun um, and gets people wanting more, right? Um, it, it's it's the age old thing of, of attracting attention and, and, and and keeping it. And that's what's hard. It's like when you're running your day job and doing client work, finding the time to create relevant, useful, thought-provoking, interesting content is a challenge, especially for agencies, because as soon as clients say, hey, we have a job, everything stops and you you focus on that, which is what you should do. Um, but then your your own marketing kind of goes um, on, you know, by the wayside. Um, hence the reason why we exist, right? Hence, <laughs> hence the reason why I have a job. So that's that's the reason. So like we've we've now got like permanent internal resource. Like uh, we have somebody who that is their job to market us, and obviously we have sales team and stuff like that. And I think that's when I look at like the step changes we had in our growth was bringing in somebody who was focused on sales. Then so like it became like it was part of my job, and then we had somebody focused on it. That was a step change in growth. And now we're at the point where we can justify having uh, like a standalone marketer, and that we're starting to see the step change in that as well. And I think that's the biggest mistake that agencies often make is that they forget about telling their story when they're going through that growth process. Absolutely, you've got to deliver the client work. That shit's got to come first. But you cannot let the other stuff fall away because if that falls away, there's nothing to feed the sales team and then there's no new client down the line. That's it. That's it. It's a continual engine. It has to be on. You can't turn the engine off. So that's why everybody should work with you, Nathan. <laughs> Great sales pitch. Thank you very much. Welcome, you're welcome. You can have that. <laughs> So, Nathan, thanks for being on our six sessions. First one of the year. Is there any any parting wisdom you want to share on a Friday afternoon with everybody? Wisdom, none for me. You'll be getting any wisdom from me, Richard. Unfortunately, uh, but no. Thank you very much for inviting me on the show. It's an honor. It's a, it's a privilege. Um, I don't get to do these things very often. People don't ask me questions. I'm, I'm the one asking the questions, which is like, oh, what am I even going to say? So, yeah, really appreciate it. So, um, listen, like, subscribe. Sorry. To follow up with you. Where should they reach out? Agencydealmasters.com. Um, yep. Please listen listen to the podcast, like and subscribe. I'm, I'm sure you'll find something. Uh, you know, we've had over 108 um, episodes now, so I'm sure you'll find one that is half decent that you'll uh, you'll get some kind of value from. So um, yeah, let me know. Perfect, Nathan. Thanks for doing that. Always a pleasure. And uh, appreciate I it. We'll get to catch up in person soon. Love it. Looking forward to it, Richard. Thank you.